welcome back to the banter fodder podcast i'm your host drewby drewby drew once again joined by my co-host jimmy jam the walker texas ranger man and michael hoover dam uh tonight we're doing things a little bit differently uh we're doing like a little like impromptu uh episode uh about our favorite tv shows uh it's so, my yeah. fault yeah it's it's all michael's <laughs> fault um it's actually zencaster slash google's fault let's be real yeah 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 but also my my just complete dumbness when it comes to technology <laughs> dude i'm right there with you i'm i'm people always assume i know like technology Same. I'm Same. like, listen, I'm an idiot. I'm probably worse than like your 60 year old granddad. So don't, don't. Dang. My brother is like an audio engineer and he's like really good at, at all of that. And people just assume that I know anything about the soundboard. And they're like, can you help me with the sound? I'm like, hello, <laughs> I'm not Josh. <laughs> I'm an idiot when it comes to that stuff. I'm gonna say I like to be upfront with people about my being an idiot, so that expectations are low. I mean, like, yeah, you gotta keep those you expectations right low, man. Yes, that's to yeah. maintain healthy relationships. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! So, besides being idiots, uh, what are some like TV shows that you guys not necessarily grew up with, but just like kind of love? You know, well, one that I I love. And uh, I think I don't know if it was brought up on a live stream or not. Is uh, is the Clone Wars? Mm. Um, I I love the Clone Wars in a way that I never thought that I would. When that movie was first announced and the trailers were out, I thought it looked so stupid. I wanted nothing to do with it. I never watched it on Cartoon Network. It it was just anathema to me i'm like I, I this is not star wars this is stupid baby stuff uh and star wars isn't for kids yeah exactly <laughs> if this is a real highbrow all right guys uh and then i i saw that mall came back and there were like dvd collections of like the mall episodes which i always thought was funny <laughs> like just buy a dvd of just those episodes please watch our show <laughs> yeah uh but the thing is i always thought those looked kind of cool and i was like no 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 don't entertain it uh so i never watched it until i was in college i was like you know what let me pull the trigger on it and at first i started i was kind of feeling justified because I was like, this is pretty dumb baby stuff, I guess. Uh, and the movie is obviously what it is. And then I feel like this is not an uncommon story. Uh, I hit the episode Rookies and things really started to change. I was like, wait a second. This episode is cool. The I clones really... are people. Yeah, this is really... <laughs> and like there was a cuss word. So it wasn't for dumb babies anymore. <laughs> it was for real, like real cool people like I was. Uh, so that episode really is what started moving the needle. Like the, the scene when he's like, wait, do we take prisoners? It's like, Oh, I don't, and you know, blows the ground. I'm like, dude, this is, this is real TV right here. Um, and so, yeah, eventually, you know, 
Ahsoka, who I thought was super annoying and dumb, has gone on to become like a top five Star Wars character for me. I just freaking love her. Wrong Jedi. Like, if you were to just edit the like <clears throat> the wrong Jedi and Umbara and Siege of Mandalore and the fives are like just edit those into movies, they rival the best of the live action stuff. Like those four episode arcs as a film are the peers of like the very like empire strikes back to me i love them so much so yeah that's that's one where for the longest time i i actively avoided having a relationship with the show and then watched it she wore you down exactly <laughs> i have a tendency to slowly and painfully <laughs> wear someone down uh that's a good quote right there. Uh, that, that episode is so good too. Yeah. Ah, speaking of another show I love, but, <laughs> but yeah, by the end of my first like full season, to, like first season to ending season, watch through of the clone wars. I loved it. And I've gone through it probably two times since. Uh, yeah, man. I, I really, really love that show. Yeah. Clone wars is definitely one of my favorites too. Um, you said everything, I think really well about it. Um, there are some pretty low lows in the clone wars. I'm not going to lie. There's some stuff that's like, I wish this was over. Um, but the highs are just so freaking high. It's, it is like, uh, sometimes I'm like, how is this real? Like, how did they, they actually did this? Like, like the ending of the wrong Jedi arc, that ending scene, I the last time it happened, like I was, I was crying. The, I was like, dude, the cello. Oh my gosh. The cello is already <laughs> my favorite instrument. So playing that theme on the cello, just like, and the last, you know, like, like her last line to him. Oh gosh. Just a shot. Cinema. Just cinema. When you have no idea how how much i understand i know yeah or whatever like oh and it's great because han solo said i know (laughs) it rhymes it rhymes it's like poetry (laughs) man okay i'll stick with uh i'll stick with animation uh since we're talking about just kind of some some favorites here but man um and we're gonna talk about this show on the pod eventually but i'm gonna go with I'm just going to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender. I I, I did not think that – similar to James um, with The Clone Wars, I did not necessarily think that this would be for me. I was told by my brother – both of them actually. Both of my brothers uh, were like, listen, you – need to watch this show it's amazing you have no idea and i was like isn't that just like a kid's show isn't it anime <laughs> like isn't that a dumb baby show isn't that a dumb <laughs> baby show and they were like first of all so um <laughs> second of all no it actually gets pretty crazy and pff, they were right and i think for me and james you'll see you'll see the magic of this one day but when I believe. Gets, I fully believe it gets it gets to a point in season one where season one is the weakest season for me. I really love it, but it's the weakest season. There's a few episodes in it though that that kind of were the spark for me. Like I was I was enjoying it. It was pretty good when it got to the episodes, the storm, which 
and uh and the blue spirit which i don't think you've seen those ones yet right james uh, i don't know them by titles the storm is just there is a storm yeah <laughs> it's pretty le- it's pretty what'd you say <laughs> i said that checks out <laughs> I'm just, I just said that because you would remember it. I think like it, it's 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 uh, like it, there is an actual storm. They get stuck in it. And it's like the first episode, they really start to dive into the backstory of Aang and Zuko. Um, you mean and, Ong? Um, I mean Ong. <laughs> and uh, Uncle Iro. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, but yeah, they start to they start to go into their backstories. And that was the first time I was like, oh okay this is good i like this and then the blue spirit happened and i felt the same way and the finale of season one is just so crazy and it's just so like mystical and awesome and weird and i was like okay yeah i'm fully into this show and then season two and three are some of the best television i've ever seen i'm and not animated i'm saying period some of the best television I've ever seen. They strike, and you'll see this kind of with me. This is a theme for me. They strike a, a beautiful balance between episode of the week or mission of the week or whatever you want to call it and overarching story. Um, there is an overarching story. We all know that. But at the same time, all of these side quests are not really side quests. They're part of this journey. And each time, each episode, I don't, I feel like there's very few actual filler episodes. There's a couple and they're widely regarded as the worst episodes ever done in the, in the series. Um, uh, and, uh, by the fans, but ultimately like there's very few of those and the rest of them are like, yeah, even, even the silly side quests aren't silly side quests. Really. They're great character episodes. And, the end of season two with bossing say is super dark and and let's suit like the the themes are just like it's really adult like it's very not it's not a kid show anymore yeah <laughs> like we are fully into this like real like espionage drama like <laughs> and it's it's pretty crazy but i and then the best finale <laughs> One of the best finales I've ever seen and like out of like out of any series, it is a top five. I really think so. What it is, it might be the most satisfying finale I've ever seen. I, I don't know if there's one that quite satisfies me quite the same way. Um, unbelievable. I'm excited to finally watch this show with you guys, but man. Yeah. Um, no, I. I definitely am with both of y'all in both of those shows. They're both great. I love them to death. Um, I'm going to kind of steer away from it. Well, I don't know. Should I stick with animation too? Or should I, should I? Uh, well, do you have an animated one that dude, you, if you have an about? animated one and it's the one that I think it is. I'm going to co-sign it. Uh, Johnny I guess Bravo. I'm gonna go with, I guess I'm oh, going to go mind. with animation. <laughs> <laughs> I do love me some Johnny Bravo. <laughs> yeah, that show's hilarious. Dude. Hey, <laughs> man, we could make a whole episode just talking about like cartoons. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty mama. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Dexter's Lab. Freaking oh, love that. Didi, do not touch the button. Love me some courage. The cowardly dog. Dude, 
My Cat Facebook dog. reels have been full of nothing but SpongeBob, <laughs> and it's because Spong I keep watching them, dude. That show is still hilarious. It's oh yeah, For I sure. forgot about the quote. Whatever they were in class, and SpongeBob's like, "Because of you, I lost my good noodle star." And Patrick's <laughs> like, "Why do you care about a stupid star?" And SpongeBob's like, "Gee, Patrick, I thought you of all people would know to care about that, <laughs> considering you are a stupid star." Like, this, is, this is so good, man. This is it's great. This is, this is real comedy. SpongeBob is slinging. Sash sling. <laughs> the walls will lose green slime. No, wait, they always do that. Oh, man. Uh, what oh, a man. show. What were you going to say, Drew? Yeah, yeah. So I guess sticking with animation, I was going to talk about a live action show, but I'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, one of my favorite animated shows, and also I will say this, I have not finished watching the most recent season so i'm kind of a fake fan um i adore young justice that show is freaking awesome and it's it's one of those shows where it's kind of kind of like the last airbender but much more on an extreme level it's kind of grown with the the age of the audience become more mature as time has gone on with each season, it gets more serious, heavier and uh, darker and more violent. But um, I, I love it. Uh, it's kind of like the um, it's kind of like the, the quintessential. I won't I won't say quintessential completely because, you know, we've got. Uh, other great DC animated shows like the Batman animated series, the Superman animated series, uh, Justice say, League and Justice League Unlimited, which Teen I Titans and Static Shock, Teen dude. Titans, Static Shock. There's a lot of great ones. DC but animated like, shows were like killing. They go hard. They go hard. And Young <laughs> Justice is like none of them. <laughs> like, dude, dude, they're so good. They're you, really you so would, good. You would dig them. Uh, but Young Justice is great. I, I love what they did with, uh, like the characters taking like all of these uh, like, you know, the sidekick kind of characters and making them the leads um, and seeing what it would be like if there was, you know, a younger, basically justice league. Um, and you get great cameos from like the main justice league members. And there's a really cool, like overarching story that's in the background that's building up to some really cool stuff. And I really hope they make another season because it's one of those shows that's had like a really rocky history of being released and stuff, which is super unfortunate because everyone loves it. Uh, the <laughs> It was either the first season. Yeah, I think it was after the first season, right? It was after the first season or second season. I can't remember. But the show was canceled because it wasn't selling enough toys. But it had higher ratings. It had higher viewership than like half of the shows on Cartoon Network. And then they were like, you know what? Let's cancel this. Um, So it just goes to show how a lot of execs are idiots. Um, Speaking of idiots. Speaking of idiots. (laughs) I'm yeah, talking that, to two right now. No. <laughs> Ouch. That young justice I'm an is idiot definitely two one guys. <laughs> Listen, that's what makes the podcast work. We're all idiots. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, Young Justice, it's awesome. 
Um, it's made me love Nightwing as a character even more than I did before. Um, and there's a lot of other great characters that they've added in there. They've even made some original characters to the show that are awesome. Um, which that's something again, that DC really loves doing because Harley Quinn was created in the Batman animated series. And now she's like one of the hottest, uh, I didn't mean like hottest as in like <laughs> physically, not not to degrade Harley Quinn. Uh, no, wow. I'm just kidding. Wow. Uh, but like she's like you know just one of the hottest characters, like go to <sighs> characters in pop culture right now, um, and that's just that's something that DC loves to do, and I wish Marvel did the same. Honestly. All right, all right. Enough with the Marvel hate. Oh no! I'm not hitting on Marvel this I know, time. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, dude, I want more Marvel animation. <laughs> Marvel's had some good, dude. They. I mean, what if? Some... What if? What if that you show was up? good? <laughs> A one-two punch. Okay, and hold on. In all seriousness, I was joking about what if, but there is an episode of what if. Did y'all watch it? The I've seen only one? the first season. So that Doctor Strange episode awesome is awesome like it is kind of a masterpiece of a small of a like a single episode of like self-contained what if television uh that was that was amazing i was i couldn't stop thinking about that one but that's about it (laughs) yeah yeah that's all i really know of what if is like that episode because nobody really talks a lot about other ones Mm -hmm. but dude marvel has had some great shows though it's just i don't know the last what the last one was there was one spider-man show that where drake bell was spider-man and yeah i really like that what one. was that spectacular spider-man Spectac- yeah, I think. yeah that one yeah funny. that's a great one uh they've the got 90s, some good spider-man shows yeah uh fact, the all, x-men shows all of the i think all of the spider-man and all of the x-men shows have all drake been good. bell yeah. wow Where's our live action Spider-Man with Drake Bell? Dude, it's called the superhero movie. It's actually kind of funny to me. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I say it's kind of funny to me. I saw it last when I was 14. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe you got beer goggles on on that one, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not very good. Uh, okay, so you didn't say the one that whenever you said animation, I really do. I, you've got me really wanting to go and watch Young Justice because everybody whenever you meet a young justice fan it's never like oh and i like young justice it's like dude let me tell you about young justice like the first season and the third season are like incredible i i really like the second season too but there's a reason why i don't like it as much as the first season but i won't go into that because that's spoilers okay yeah, I, I really want to watch it. And I feel like I'm primed to love it because I love Batman the Animated Series. Superman the Animated Series is crazy underrated. It's super good. Oh, it's Justice so good. League and Justice League Unlimited are both freaking awesome. Yeah. And yeah, Static Shock and Teen Titans are just, I, I watch those so much. So I feel like Same. I'm primed to love it. Uh, whenever you say animation, I thought you were going to say one. Can I say another animated show that I know you need to Cowboy Bebop. Oh, dude. A show called Cowboy Bebop. Yes, sir. This show is (laughs) incredible. It has one of my favorite first episodes in a show. It has the greatest intro title sequence to any show ever made. 
and one of the best it, scores too. So I I don't know how or why it works, but this show just works so well and it's so awesome. It is a sci-fi western just injected with the coolest jazz ever. <laughs> like it is there's fight scenes where we're just getting these sickest like jazz club music overlaying cool calm like it is it is like every episode just oozes so much style. There is style just like in excess amounts in this and it's so awesome. Uh like so many images of just him smoking a cigarette with the with like the the jazz playing as he's walking down with all of these sci-fi ships passing overhead and and it just and then obviously like you'll get the full-on western vibes it's it's it is so it's one of the coolest shows i've ever seen and i love spike i love these characters um yeah dude it's an actually good anime (laughs) no that never happens um (laughs) Yeah, dude, I freaking love Cowboy Bebop. Now I'm like kicking myself for not saying that. But honestly, like, I don't just love that show. Like, I think it's one of the best out there. Um, but yeah, Cowboy Bebop's awesome. Another awesome anime. Uh, I'm just gonna like briefly mention it, is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I freaking love that show, and that's another one that has an awesome first episode. Um. Or, like, the first few episodes are awesome. But, yeah, shout out to, like, two really great animes. If you're on the fence about anime, those are really great uh, gateway um, anime shows to watch because they're super awesome. Yeah, and they've got great dubs, too. Oh, yeah. Cowboy Bebop is one of those few instances where even most anime purists are like, you got to watch the dub. Like, yeah. Bloom is is Spike. You just got to. He's iconic. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, guys. <laughs> I don't We've know if I'm ever gonna watch these shows. <laughs> it's one season, only one season. You're gonna How watch Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> it's like twenty episodes or something. That's doable. Cowboy Bebop not... is only twenty episodes. Something like that. Yeah, and it's I'm only one sure. show, one se- one season. One season, yeah. One season, definitely less than thirty, and they're not like hour long episodes or anything. Like they're, yeah, they're like I can, I can do that. Okay, I can give that a try. Yeah, I just see, I hear people talk about anime shows that are like seven hundred episodes long or something, and I'm like, I can't, I know, (laughs) I, I I have too much other stuff to watch. (laughs) It's not a style thing. I'm open to to liking anime. It's not a, it's not an issue with the anime itself. It's just like. When I hear about that and like filler episodes actually came from anime, like I, from what I understand, like they're like they are rooted in anime. And I'm yeah. like, if there's 700 episodes and filler episodes were invented, and <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna um, be very selective with anime because yeah, of stuff like same. that. So yeah, Trigun is a fun one. That's if if people haven't seen it, it's a it's one of the anime where like the humor actually really does work for me um also just a little pl- a little bit of a uh just quick anime i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stay on on this but since we're talking about anime and animated shows you guys drew knows james you got to get on this star wars visions is really cool 
true. I do need, need to. I do you need, need to it, eventually it, watch it, that. It's not canon. So on some ways, I get why it's like I just haven't gotten around to it because it's not canon, and I don't I don't get feel the pull to it. But on the other hand, it's not canon, so they were able to just kind of go crazy with some stuff, and it really benefits from it not being canon. Um, and then yeah. there's even a few things that I'm like, dang, I kind of wish that was canon because <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. Um, and I, both seasons, there's two seasons so far, just anime studios like doing love letters to Star Wars. And some of it doesn't hit with me. Some of it's just like kind of why some anime stuff is just not going to work for me. But some really, really hits. And oh, like. Yeah. Man, when it hits, it really hits. So hi- highly recommend some Star Wars Visions, y'all. Um, also, there's a strip club here called Visions, and I think of that every time I say Star Wars <laughs> Visions. <laughs> um, Is it called Star Wars Visions? Yes, it's called Star Wars <laughs> Visions. Um, no, okay, so the next one I'm going to talk about, speaking of shows, uh, I was going to say, I'm going to do like a tease. My favorite show that we'll talk about later has to me the best pilot of all time we'll talk about that later but going away from that for now i want to talk about a show that really and i've talked to you guys about this so many times but a show that i didn't i didn't think i would love and then when it when it latched onto me i just couldn't let it go and that is fringe um my friend Scott, um, I've mentioned him on the pod before. He was the one that didn't like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. (laughs) Calling you out, Scott. But (laughs) calling you back in because you did show me Fringe. And Fringe, uh, it starts off pretty rough. The first episodes are a little iffy. I really like the first episode. A lot of good stuff in them, but also a lot of like, a lot of, very um what's the they they went super um what's the word i'm looking for there are certain character archetypes that they leaned super into for for peter and for broils that they really calmed down with going further into the show like like broils being like yeah honey like like just like this kind of weird misogynistic i dude i my guess is that they were trying to recreate some of like the silence of the lamb stuff of yeah. like what it felt like for Starling to be in like right. a kind of government branch thing like that. And they realized we can't write this yeah. way without it just being like not good. Well, <laughs> in in the case of like the last airbender, like um, one of the main characters Sokka goes through a like at the beginning of the show like the first like several episodes he's super sexist <laughs> like like it's very obvious it's like wow this, Sokka come on man but like that's part of his character growth it's an arc and 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 then by the end of the show you would never have known that um you would never have known Sokka as that but it's because of his character growth through the show it's an intentional story with this it was like after the first two episodes, like the the pilot, it, he was a, he was not like that at all. Like it was just like the studio was like, okay, we need to shift, we need to shift here. And good on them. I'm glad they did. But because yeah, Broyles it, is awesome in the show, Broyles is an amazing character. They just started him off kind of weird. Same with Charlie. He was he he did the same thing. Um, no Charlie, 
I'm thinking char- uh, <laughs> you're thinking lost. There's no there's two things I'm doing. <laughs> there's a character in Fringe named Charlie. He's an amazing character. And I was about to say, what was your what was your issue with Charlie? No, no, no issue with Charlie. There's a character in Fringe named Charlie. He's amazing. But Joshua Jackson plays Charlie Conway in the Mighty Ducks. Oh my god! <laughs> so I called him Charlie. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, Peter. That movie goes hard, by the way. <laughs> All three of them. Um. So, uh, no, Peter. That he's also a similar way. He's very much written as a as a archetype of a guy on the run, and he's like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of like he. I I, I think he calls her Honey too um multiple it makes points. more sense with his character i it feel does. like and like it does and his character grows a lot through the show so it's but it is it coupled with broils and you know just some of the super jj isms that happen sometimes with jj stuff but there is a lot of really good stuff in that pilot um like the just the plane stuff like i love i love like that that opening sequence on the plane is like where everyone is like kind of melting <laughs> like it's like oh dude man. yeah oh it's so crazy and it's 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 kind of like uh like uh, like 80s horror kind of which i like i don't i'm not a big horror person but man i really like fringe can go pretty hard with the with the, the gross stuff. stuff in that show yeah oh my there's gosh. another airplane there's f- episode yep where- Yep, it's pretty pretty gnarly, but I love JJ it. JJ likes his plane episodes. <laughs> um, Every show, he's man, gotta have a plane. But this show is great because it is it is it, uh, it again it balances out so well the the episode by like episode of the week monster of the week format with overarching plot, and I think this one probably nails it more than any show I've ever seen because I ultimately like yes the story of the show. The overarching stuff, the the uh, parallel universe, which, by the way, they did this way better than anything has done it since. Um, any like the all of that stuff is great. Like I love that stuff. What ultimately this show is about is this, like this these five main characters, like this this core group of characters, and really mainly uh, mainly I guess it would be Charlie. No, gosh, not Charlie. I keep saying that. <laughs> Peter, Peter, Walter, and Olivia are the are the really the main ones. And then there's there's a few great side characters like Broyles, um, and, and uh, Astro, Astro, <laughs> Asteroid. Um, <laughs> that's one of the best things. Um, but um, no, Astrid, and. Uh, Anyway, that's where this show shines the most is they do the they do really well with the love story. They do really well with the relationship between Peter and Walter. It is like it is absolutely a such a beautiful father son story. Ultimately, the end of the series is super satisfying. Some weird steps along the way. Season four, I think, is a really weird um I need to watch it again, but season four, I remember, I think is my least favorite season, but um, ultimately that show just, it ages so well too. Every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this show, other than that first episode with some, some weird stuff, man, there are some just incredible episodes, the white tulip and um, 
yeah, I don't know. Just some of some of the the stuff where Olivia was stuck on the other side. I oh man, it's just so good. So Drew, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait for you to watch that show. Those yeah, those I'm, three I'm main characters are so great. To me, mm-hmm. Walter is like an all time great TV character. He is, and he <laughs> never got nominated for an John end. Noble. Is never got just nominated. Exceptional in that show. He is so fantastic. It's insane. Yep. There, there's a show that this was the show that I was gonna say before, but then I decided to go with an animated show. Um, a show that I just freaking love now. And it's one of those shows where I didn't think I was going to love at all. I remember when it was first announced and it was first airing. It was back in the day when YouTube was doing original shows. <laughs> for oh, I know what you're going to say. Time. Do you? I do. All right. Yeah. Uh, Can I guess? Yeah, go for it. Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I, I love Cobra Kai. Um, I watched it whenever they put it on Netflix and, uh, this was like back. Yeah. This is probably like back around the pandemic or something like that. Um, I, me and my, one of my friends were trying to wa- like find something to watch and he was like, dude, what if we watch Cobra Kai? And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> that show nah there's no way because i'm a huge karate kid fan the original one so i was like nah this is gonna be trash uh and then i i was reading reviews and i was watching reviews and i was like huh that like this is getting a lot of praise and like i'm like this is wild because this is a like a freaking youtube show um and so i sat down and watched it and really enjoyed the first episode and then i was like all right let's run it back had a great time watching the second episode and then before you know it, i was like binge watching the entire season in like a day um and then i immediately went to the next season uh and yeah like i freaking love that show and i'm really sad that it's gonna be ending next year um and like it feels like it's the right time to end it so I'm glad about that. I think it's going to be satisfying, but it's so sad because it's it's such a it's such a fun show and it's so silly and goofy, but it embraces it. It embraces that like campiness to it, and it's very intentional. Um, and also, there's a lot of heart to it, and there's a lot of moments in it where I'm like, it, it tugs at your heartstrings, and you wouldn't expect it to. Um, and it's got a great, like, super lovable cast of characters. Um, so yeah, I I freaking love that show. I need I've to watch never it, seen but the Karate I'm, Kid. I haven't either. So neither of us have. No, that's shocking. Okay, well, that yeah, is a gotta, pod episode. Yeah, we got to cover that. I'll 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 hold off on that for the pod. I promise. Yeah. Yeah, that's I've, yeah, that's got. I, I knew that was going to come up at some point. I didn't know James hadn't seen it. That's mm-hmm. crazy. There's a lot of mm-hmm. '80s classics I haven't seen. Dude, Karate yeah, Kid you is hate the awesome. '80s. Yeah, I don't hate the hater. I, it's kidding. it's it's a love hate. Like, it's always I, I'll watch one that's like a beloved classic, and I'll be like, yeah, I didn't do it for me. But then I'll watch another one, like Back to the Future. I love Back yes. to the Future. I love yes. Die Hard. Like some '80s movies, they hit. There's just some that I'm like, 
if you I love Back to, to the Future, I think you'd love Karate Kid. I'm, I'm betting it'll be a vibe. I, I also really like the Goonies. So like, there's, I feel like I'll, I'll enjoy, I'll, I'll enjoy it. It's, it's the first Honey I Shrunk the Kids in '80s movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. It is. I that, love that movie. It feels <laughs> so a, 80s. Yeah, that's I love a fun one. The first thing I think about is the giant oatmeal pie. <laughs> oh yeah, same. <laughs> uh, I've got a show that is going to go in a different direction than uh, Cobra Kai, and I, I'll also caveat with this: I have not seen. There's only three seasons, and the third season was kind of broken up in two halves. I have not seen the second half of season three. So I need to just start back from the beginning and work all the way through. But I love this show nonetheless, despite not finishing it yet. And that is Hannibal with Mads Mikkelsen. Mm. Uh, yeah, I need to do that too. This show, you kind of got to vet somebody before you recommend to them because it's a brutal show. It is a brutal show. And it's but it's not just like regular kind of gore. It it is kind of a, a freak of the week kind of like show where every every you know they're they're solving different weird serial killer murders. I mean, the world like whatever state they live in is the most messed up place in the world if they're <laughs> like just these psychopaths offering these kind of killings every week. But nonetheless, like what makes the what partially makes the show really disturbing in a good kind of way is because he's a cannibal but he, he's also like he's a fine arts kind of guy he's a very refined kind of guy he's a very particular kind of guy and it has one of the greatest cuts ever where they're they're talking about like they they make a realization that somebody's eating someone and it hard cuts to him like eating the most exquisitely prepared meal ever it looks so delicious and that's what makes it so uncomfortable is it's not like oh i'm gonna eat this raw flesh over here it's like (laughs) he makes the like most like fine dining thing like it and it out of people and it it gives it like almost the food network treatment of like you watch him prepare it and the whole time you're having to be like it's a person it's a person it's a person do not let this make <laughs> you look good <laughs> yes uh, and so that on its own is like but it's done so well it's done so well the other thing is like the killings are very oftentimes very disturbing but also like artistic which also makes them like even more disturbing because a lot of the times the murders feel like they are their own art piece like there was one guy who killed several people and he like contorted and twisted the bodies into like this totem pole and it's weirdly cool looking but also absolutely horrifying and there's this one I'm going to describe it. I'm just going to let everybody know. This is going to, this is going to be really gross, guys. <laughs> You've been warned. But there's Fast one. Forward a minute. Yeah. In fact, now that I'm about to say it out loud, <laughs> this is pretty rough. <laughs> but he takes, like, not Hannibal, but somebody else, takes, like, the, the neck of, like, a cello and sticks it 
down the throat of a corpse and like uses part of like the tendons in their neck as the string and like plays a human cello. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, well, Michael's like, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> now I'm kind of morbidly curious, honestly. Uh, like th- th- so like it's 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 dark and brutal and gruesome, but it is so so well done. And what makes it worth it, if like this stuff feels hard to get, what makes it worth it is the characters. Because you've got Lawrence Fishburne as the head of the FBI. And he's awesome. He's awesome in this role. You have Mads Mikkelsen. (laughs) Exactly. You have Mads Mikkelsen, who is phenomenal. And I always get a little bit sad that most people are probably just going to know him from like Doctor Strange and Indiana Jones. He's great in... uh, and he he's really you know he's really good in everything he's in, but it's always these smaller roles like uh, Rogue, Rogue, One. Uh, Rogue One and stuff. This dude is incredible. Also, watch watch uh, another round and yes. Riders of Justice. That's those, on my another round is on my list. Those those movies he had two two movies come out in twenty twenty that were absolute bangers. This guy is awesome, but he as Hannibal is incredible you you like like with the foot you have to remind like oh this guy's a serial killer do not get lost in how cool he is <laughs> like <laughs> uh his, his performance is incredible my favorite uh character and now i've got to look up the name but uh yeah hugh dancy hugh dancy uh as will graham is one of the most compelling protagonists of anything TV, movie, or otherwise, I've seen. This he's got this ability to basically step into the mind of a serial killer. And it like they the show does a great job at like playing with like the psychological toll it takes on him because he basically tries to like live in their mind to understand why they do what they do. And he's already generally kind of a like you get there's something off on like off with him. Um, and so he's already got like these social problems and stuff. And then this on top of it makes it worse. I root so hard for him. Like you just love him as a character and you want nothing but the best for him. And Hugh Dancy is phenomenal in the role. So awesome. So, uh, in fact, just talking through this show, man, I got to restart this and finish it. This show is awesome. Sounds very interesting. I'm intrigued and I want to watch it, but I don't know if it's going to be my cup of tea. It may not be. And there's a reason. It's one of those ones where I'm not going to get offended if it's not somebody's cup right. of tea. Uh, but I love Mads Mikkelsen. I think anything I've ever seen him in, I do wish that it was a bigger role because I've not seen him in any of his starring roles or anything. So and I, he gets to own this show. Yeah. So and, like, and I want him to own everything. Like in, even in Rogue One, he has such a small role, but he owns every scene yeah. he's in. Yeah. That intro scene is one of the best in the movies to me. He's yeah. so good at it. It's so good. Ugh. Um, I'm going to go w- with one with a lot less cannibalism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're already starting off on the wrong foot. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, my next one is going to be one that I didn't even ever watch this is this show started in the early 2000s i believe early 2000s i think is when it started 
could have started late 90s, but I can't remember. It is a show that I never watched until just a couple of years ago, and I could not stop watching when I once I started um, The West Wing. The West Wing has become a not only just a show that I've rewatched multiple times, it's actually kind of like you don't think political show and that that's a comfort show very often. Um, the West Wing is in like just in and of it like that in and of itself is super impressive. <laughs> like how they were able to to make a a show about politics, but really here's why it's rewatchable and why it's a comfort show is because I don't even like the, but the politics are great because it's, it's a optimistic look at what if American politics could be like this. And in that way, it is hopeful and impossible, challenge. impossible but re refreshing nonetheless. So it's not an, like, it's not House of Cards we're dealing with here. You know, House of Cards is like the evil stepbrother in the more <laughs> realistic version, probably, <laughs> um, of the West Wing. The West Wing is is a is definitely a much more positive show and a lot more of a uh but it does it tackles really tough stuff. But it is a it is a much more um it's very nuanced, but it is it is overall a, a much more optimistic view of what politics could be. And, um, and what I wish they were like, um, that aside, it is that, but it's really what, what you, what you really fall in love with is these characters you fall in love with the, the, the chief of staff, Leo McGarry and Josh Lyman, Sam Seaborn, CJ Craig, um, and, um, Oh no, Toby, uh, not, <laughs> not Toby, Toby Flenderson. Flenderson. <laughs> I almost said Toby <laughs> Flenderson. That's not him. Um, no, but Toby something um un like they are such great characters and then also martin sheen as the president of the united states jed bartlett um absolutely it is it's kind of like a family and um and you really do just kind of fall in love with the interactions of these characters every day and it's so weird because you could watch an episode of this show totally ignore the political jargon being spoken by the characters and just watch the interaction between them and like be totally entertained. It's crazy. It's weird how this happens, but it's real. Um, and it's kind of a common thing, but it's Aaron Sorkin writing. And so Aaron Sorkin has this like very, very uh, unique and uh, recognizable style and it really comes through here. And I think out of the things that I've seen of Aaron Sorkin, this was his best work. And he left the show. In Better than the four. social network. This is, this is right up there at its best. The West wing is some of the best television I've ever seen. Like there are episodes of the West wing that I'm like, I think that's an all time great episode of television. Like, and you know you're like you know that feeling when you're watching one like when you watch the constant the uh, lost the constant you're just like yeah this is an all time great episode, um, but like uh, you feel that way with multiple episodes of this show in the first four seasons. What's crazy is he leaves in season after season four he leaves the show, the show continues for another three seasons, 
and normally that spells really like that spells death for most shows um because after that it's like whoever comes in is not going to capture the same magic as someone like an aaron sorkin could with these characters and they're going to ruin the show that happens so much um what is crazy is the show does kind of take a turn into different it's different it feels different but it's like it's almost like I, I it's kind of a drama before but it's also like it, there's also a lot of lightheartedness it's kind of hard to explain but i think it takes a turn into more like full-on drama in the last several seasons without aaron sorkin and it just kind of becomes a gr from it goes from a great aaron sorkin show to like the best drama like it is it goes from one thing to another flawlessly and the characters still work great and it even brings in a couple of new great characters one of the main ones is played by um uh jimmy smits uh he oh, nice. uh, bail organa himself he, he comes in he's organa. running he and he's running he's a, a presidential candidate and it's like bail organa is running for president it's pretty great but he's so good in the show he's unbelievably good i I uh, I love this show so much, and I will watch it over and over and over. Um, particularly those four seasons, because Aaron Sorkin's writing is just so like infectious. I just like I can't stop watching it. But um, the whole show is amazing, and it ends beautifully. And so, yeah, I highly recommend The West Wing if you haven't seen it. Um, I always heard it was an all time great show, uh, but like yeah, like I said a few years ago, I just couldn't stop watching it. Nice. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of the first season. I really enjoyed what I saw of it, so I, I'm excited to get back into it eventually. Yeah, um, I heard a lot of good things. Not yeah. only that, really quick, sorry, but like one one more thing about it. The way it's filmed is brilliant. Like the way, if you watch some behind the scenes stuff, they kind of pioneered this walk and talk thing. They, they'll like do this thing where they they do these scenes where they're walking through the white house and it's like, it's crazy. Like I can't imagine the choreography that goes into this, but like they're the camera is, is backing up and following these characters walking through the white house, having this conversation and then they'll turn and then the camera picks up on another set of characters and then follows them as they're walking around and talking. It's like the crate, like just the, the way that it's filmed is just so impressive and it really wasn't done like that before the West wing. And they kind of, they kind of uh, did a whole new thing with it and it's just so good. So I think aside from just the characters and the great writing, I think you'll find it to be a technically um, a technically uh, what's the word I'm looking for satisfying show um, just to watch. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm I'm really excited to get back into it. Um, I guess let's uh pivot to like talking about our favorite comedy series. Um, so I'll go ahead and get started with that. Um, I'm gonna say one that y'all probably are not gonna be expecting. So just putting that out there. But my favorite comedy is johnny bravo okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it is a show with only one season um and it is 
not only a comfort show, but it's also great and it's freaking hilarious and it's got great characters and it's got a crazy cast that this cast is like how a lot of big name people got started. You probably do. Uh, it's called Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. dude, I need yeah. to watch it. I yeah. love that show. Um, it's uh, John Francis Daly's breakout role, who like I didn't even realize until a few year- years ago uh, is like a director now. <laughs> he did, uh, like most recently, he did the Dungeons and Dragons film, which that was really funny, <laughs> really fun film. Uh, and then he also did Game Night, which that that's an I've awesome. heard great things about Game Night. Oh, Never dude, watched it's it so good. I watched it for the first time last year and I freaking loved it. One of my favorite comedy films now. Um, but yeah, so Jason Segel, right? Is he is he does he start? He, does, did he start there? Yeah, he started in this Seth Rogen, Siegel. James Franco, uh, Linda Carta, Cardellini. So, yeah, it's dude, Ben Foster. <laughs> what the heck is it? The heck is he doing in there? Jason Schwartzman? <laughs> Wait, really? I think I I t- hit cast on Freaks and Geeks. Ben Stiller shows up. Interesting. <laughs> uh, they're not a part of the main cast, but I guess yeah. like they're side characters. I don't remember that, but uh, yeah, it looks like they're like side characters. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, dude, this show, man. Uh, it's so good and like it also like it does something that like i think a lot of the best comedies do and like kind of kind of gets you in the feel sometimes too um which i i love i love when comedies do that like even when i watch like the office and parks and rec like it can it can uh get emotional at times which when you least expect it um but freaks and geeks yes what was you say I was gonna say that's why they're great. It's not yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's real good stories and characters. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's exactly what Freaks and Geeks is like. And it's a it is a damn shame that it never got another season. But that first season is perfect, and it and it ends in a way to where like you're still satisfied. You're like, man, I really want more of this. But like, it ends in a way where it doesn't feel like an abrupt ending, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, but yeah, it's great. And I feel like it definitely, it's, it's had like a pretty good amount of influence on like a lot of comedies that we see today. So kind of like paved the way for a lot of modern comedy, but that's probably my favorite comedy show. I've seen it quite a few times. And even though like the office and parks and rec are like super close for me, I think there's just something about Freaks and Geeks that hits different for me. I need to watch it, dude. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. It's great, but I can't. I don't think I've seen the whole season. I don't know if you. I've I've got some honorable mentions that I I would hate to not say. Yeah, because the me thing is, my my favorite comedies is way harder than like my favorite overall. Because I've got some. I've got several comedies very near and dear to my heart. Uh. Community is fantastic. Yes. Community yes. is I'm so I'm so glad funny. that's getting love. Yes. yes. And Donald Glover just said he's 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 been told the script is finished for the movie. It's happening. 
I saw it's, that. We're getting a freaking movie, y'all. Six seasons in a movie, baby. Like, let's, yes! I love that that's happening. I guess so I gotta I, watch. I didn't ever watch last season. I don't think I. I, I haven't either. So I gotta. I gotta watch that one. I'm kind of scared. I don't know why. <laughs> I just don't want it to be bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I. You know, everybody clowns on season four. I like season four. Uh, it it's has fine. The, Season four has Changnesia, and that's got to count for something. I love Changnesia. I love that whole story. Uh, Man, the first few seasons, though, are the, just the first like, three yeah. seasons to Man. me. I, season three of Community is one of the most consistently perfect seasons of a comedy ever. It's got pillows and blankets. It's got the Law and Order one. Like those are like almost back to like. Gosh, dude, I love Community. is fantastic. Um, I've also got to give an honorable mention to Fly to the Concords. Sometimes this is my favorite if I'm in the right mood. It is uh, a New Zealand comedy. Well, it's it's set in America, but it's uh, it's starring a couple of Kiwis, and uh, some of it, several of episodes are written and I think even directed by Taika Waititi. Um, I think so, but. It is so ridiculously funny. Like, there are certain episodes that are some of like the, the f- truly the funniest, most clever stuff ever. Um, I the first time I watched it, I rented season two by accident, and I thought that was like the the beginning of it was just how it started. But I'm glad it turned out the way it did because the first episode of season two is like one of the funniest episodes of any television show you could ever possibly imagine. It's so hilarious. And then this is what may surprise you. My last honorable mention is The Office. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, I thought this was going to be a favorite. Because I, I love The Office. Actually, okay, hold on. Then Psych. I know what your favorite is going to be. Psych, Psych, is another comfort, Psych is another comfort show. Everybody Dude, needs I to watch Psych. Psych, Psych is it. so funny. And it... It might be like my favorite, just like I'm going to wrap myself in a blanket, sit on a couch and just watch. Yeah. It's just uh, James Roday and Dulé Hill together, like Sean and Gus is my favorite TV, like just set of friends ever. So good. I, I love their dynamic more than anything. Like, what would, wait, hold on. Am I going blank on something? You gave me a look. I'm like, oh man, am I forgetting? No, I was going to make a joke, but I was going to let you say, I was going to say even more than friends. 8,000 times <laughs> uh, So, gosh, everybody watch Psych. It's so fantastic. I love it. Love Dulé Hill, by the way. He's so great. He's in the West Wing. Yeah. I was going to bring in the that West up. Wing. Yep. Can, I, can I say something real quick? Do it. I just thought back. I, I need to take back what I said about Freaks and Geeks being my favorite comedy. I think oh, it's, no. I think it's actually second, but barely second. All right. Because I just remembered my my actual favorite comedy is absolutely Nathan for you. Oh my gosh! Okay, I gotta take out Nathan for you because I don't know how to. I don't even know how to consider it next to all these other things. But Nathan for you is one of the most incredible shows to have ever been made. The, the rehearsal world is, a, is too honestly. The 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 world is a better place with that show. Yes. out in the world but yeah uh, i just wanted to say that really quickly watch nathan for you i'm not even gonna really yes. like say anything about it that's just a Please. show that you got to experience yeah just if if yeah i i 
Yeah, I'll be, I'll be with you. I won't say anything. Just go watch Nathan for you. Everybody should go watch Nathan for you. It's incredible. Um, no. But anyways, Psych and the Office <laughs> are just... Uh, dang, dude. Uh, no, I want to watch Nathan for you. Psych and the Office are like these ultimate comfort comedies to me. Uh, and I quote them all the time. Like, probably daily. One A quote from one of those shows is coming from my mouth. Like, daily. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number one is just the first three seasons, but the first yep. three yep. seasons of Arrested Development. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This show is the fun, like the, especially those three seasons. I don't like four and five, but those three seasons are the most funny, clever, patient shows because the they set up jokes that don't get punchlines until a season later (laughs) like it and whenever it finally clicks there are so many moments like i could i could just spout off a massive list of the amount of times i rewatched it and went oh oh my gosh i never noticed that like i am even to this day there are still some times where i'll rewatch it and be like oh my gosh i never caught that i cannot believe that that's in there it is so... i'm afraid i just blew myself <laughs> <laughs> i'm afraid i prematurely shot my wad on what was supposed to be a dry run and now i'm afraid i've got a bit of a mess on my hands there's so many phrases uh it, go see a star wars <laughs> it is so like it's got like the the stuff that's kind of immediately funny like the 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 jokes that are just like they're sad and you laugh because it's super funny super clever but then there's just there's so it's the this show even more than community and community comes close but even more than community they take the idea of the like the running joke and they turn it into like art it is it is so funny so insanely clever uh i i when that with with those first three seasons like i don't know i don't i don't think i've seen a comedy do it better even sometimes it's just the edit just the edit of a scene is like the joke and it kills me or a musical cue like the whole punchline is a musical cue and like i'm in tears it's i i love I love it so, so much. We always talk about like, and this is a show I've only seen, I think I've only seen two seasons of. And honestly, I just need to start over and watch like at least the first three seasons. But um, we always talk about with this show, how funny, like how incredible Will Arnett is and how funny, what's the, what's the, what's the other brother? The, 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 the stupid one. I can't Buster. Yeah, Buster. Um, and obviously, like, the parents are so funny. We always talk about them and Michael and... Um, wait, Michael. Which Michael is the main guy. Jason so, Bateman. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say... Um, I was thinking Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. We oh. always talk about him, too. He's great. I was going to say, how great is Jason Bateman He's as a stra- so as just the straight man of the show? Yeah. I don't think they could have picked a better person. Yeah. Like he is just so perfect for that role. And he, I just don't think he gets enough love for it. What he, for what he does on it. His, his deadpan delivery of stuff is 
exactly what makes some seats like the scene whenever he opens the fridge and there's a brown paper bag that says don't open dead dove inside and he just he opens it up and he looks in and then he just he puts it back he's like well i don't know what else i expected (laughs) it's so good it's so good he's so funny yeah i definitely if ah, man i need to start that show again because that's one that i know I know I would love, but at the same time, I haven't finished it because the, okay. So like it's exhausting to a point because the characters are such, this family is so stressful to me. (laughs) It just Um, is. Yeah. But it is hilarious. Like I, I, every time I watch it, I'm like, this is hilarious, but I also don't finish it. (laughs) Um, so I do need to get I do need to get back on it, dude. That that's feel, a, such a great show. Feel free to stop at season three. Like it really is one of those situations. Four and five are not good. Man. And season three, <laughs> they knew they were about to get canceled, and they were kind of like desperately hoping that they weren't. And they incorporate it in a really meta way, <laughs> where like there's one part like they're afraid their business is failing. It's like, what do you want us to do? Resort to like cheap tactics to try to stay afloat. And then at the bottom of the screen, it says put 3d glasses on and a character (laughs) just throws something at the screen. And then the scene continues to play out. It's like, it's incredible. And they're like, they're talking like, well, who, who can save us? And he's like the home builders ownership. And he's like, I don't know. I don't think HBO is interested. It's just like, (laughs) it's, it's so so freaking funny i love it so much oh my gosh that's amazing all right cha, well cha, 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 cha. <laughs> if anybody in this family's seen a chicken um so, so okay you guys named some great ones and i think you have the so you have the like the mid-2000s comedy kind of covered you got the rest of development you got the office you got um uh, you got uh, Community. Those are all some of my favorites, um, particularly The Office and Community. I just God, I love those shows so much. But okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna bring up a couple of uh, a couple of sitcoms, like classic, more classic sitcoms, and then a couple of newer shows too. But uh, as because uh, I have, I also have some some honorable mentions. I can't just like do one. Um, but Jay, I'm trying to throw in some honorable mentions if you if you want to stick them in there, since I I mentioned have, like four. You have a few more. You said no, no, no. I'm just saying I, Drew just gave his number one, and then I threw in like four. Oh, honorable Drew. Mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Drew, yeah you should definitely do some honorable mentions. Yeah, well, um, I already mentioned the the Office and Parks and Rec, but that's uh, true. That's another true. another one that I'll I'll uh, give a shout out to is um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air nice that is nice. that is an all-time favorite show, show of mine oh man uh, it gets real too oh it, yeah they, they go there's there. there's an episode and i cannot remember the quote off the top of my head uh where his uncle is like gives him like just one of the mm-hmm. best monologues ever. is it the one where they're yep. talking about his dad yeah yep. it's like a classic Gosh, scene yeah man it's oh, so good dude like everyone knows that scene, man. It's just yeah. oh, it's just so. And it's good. for a reason, dude. It's like yeah, oh, yeah. That's so a good, great dude. one. Good call. I love that you brought. Like, I did not expect you to say Fresh Prince, but it's a oh, great, yeah, dude. That's, that's a great call. One of my all-time favorite shows, um, and like that's that's also one that like I surprisingly grew up watching. Uh, another shout Nick out, Nick at Night. 
We have Mick at night. Uh, another show shout out. Uh, I watched, <laughs> I watched this show with my mom sometimes. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> That's Heck a, yeah, I, I really yeah. like everybody loves Raymond. And like, uh, Dabra, the <laughs> Dabra. <laughs> oh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, is it Phil Rosenthal? Is that who created the show? I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah, Phil Rosenthal, the creator of that show. He has a show on Netflix called uh, Somebody Feed Phil. And it's like a documentary like style show where he travels around the world and like just visits different places and eats food. And it is the most wholesome, enjoyable uh, watches. It's on Netflix. I'm gonna watch that. Watch yeah, that it. sounds that sounds great. And, he'll, and like <laughs> sometimes he'll talk about like working on Everybody Loves Raymond and stuff like that. But it is he's such a character. Like he like he is like the most lovable dad ever. And like just yeah. please watch that show. It's so good. Um, Did y'all yeah, ever I'm, watch the Chef Show? No. So so you know there's the movie Chef yeah, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a he did a show called The Chef Show, yeah. And um and I, if I'm not mistaken, he does it with the 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 cook that the the movie is inspired by. He does this show with that cook, and they just cook these different things at these different places, and they have these like random like movie stars kind of like like in on in on it. So like there's an episode where they actually go do an episode over at Lucasfilm. And Dave Filonian comes down, comes down and cooks for a while with them and talks about <laughs> yeah. Star Wars with them. And it's, it's awesome. Um, yeah. So it's, it, th- I recommend that too. That's on, I think that's on Netflix. It's super fun. I, I just love John Favreau. Just listen to him talk, but yeah. Do you have any other ones, Drew, before we, before I go? Uh, that 70s show. <laughs> that's another great one. Oh, did you watch that 90s show? Is it that 90s <sighs> show? It's I didn't so even bad. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so bad. I just watched one and I was like, done. Can't do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't even bother. Uh, Drake and Josh is another one. <laughs> Love me some Drake and Josh. Curry's happy. Um, yeah, and dude, there, I like there's so many more that I could probably mention. I, I'm a huge fan of how I met your mother and the haters can shut up. I'm with you. Yes. I was gonna <laughs> it's say better it. than friends. Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay, so, okay, I'm okay. I first all right, of all, all right, I'll I'll let you I'll let you talk now. Though. I do want to say, I was gonna say how I met your mother. So I'll, I'll say that, like how I met your mother is so good, and it yeah. it it is it like okay. So like it, it's you have to get past a couple of things, particularly um, in today's day and age. Barney Stinson is not very pc <laughs> so um and which is why he's funny but it's also pretty bad at times and it's oh, so, yeah. but also the laugh track they can't do it the way the show is set up they can't do a live studio audience and so they do have canned laughter and sometimes it's pretty bad um because the show is so re- uh, reliant on flashbacks yeah. um they, they just can't do it um <laughs> unless they wanted to do the flashbacks like friends does <laughs> that would not work all the time um okay i'm gonna be the friends defender on this podcast you're welcome listener um listen friends is great i don't care what anyone says friends is hilarious anytime i put it on any episode i will laugh a lot it is 
It's so funny. It is a it is a classic sitcom for a reason. Yes, it got ridiculous at the end. They were grasping at straws the last couple of seasons with a couple of plot lines. But what show doesn't after eight, nine, ten seasons? The Office certainly does. <laughs> um, I just think there's something about that cast with that dialogue that specifically would not have worked with anyone else. But for some reason, that cast, Matthew Perry as Chandler, is iconic. And rest in peace. I mean, uh, Lisa Kudrow as Phoebe. I mean, like Jennifer Aniston as Rachel. They're all amazing. They're every one of them. They're all perfect for these roles. And each one of them shines in different episodes. And, and, and yes, you can just turn on any episode and watch any episode. There is no through line hardly at all. It is just a, it is just an episodic show. And I just love it. I just, I, I will forever defend it. I think it's a great show and I think it's hilarious. And so get out, get out of here. So <laughs> I know there's a lot of haters and I know at least one of them is on this podcast. What? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I also wanted to bring up another one. Um, one, just one more. And this one is much more recent, but it's called the good place. The good place is incredible. I don't, have y'all seen it? Is that the one with Ted Danson? Yeah, it's Ted Danson. It is, um, oh my gosh, Kristen I'm blanking. Kristen Bell? Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. Dude, it is so good. It is, it's created by the same guy who did Parks and Rec, Michael Schur. Totally different show. Totally different humor. But Ted Danson and Kristen Bell in that show are like they're phenomenal, but that what is what is crazy is this show is actually unlike unlike a lot of the shows we've talked about. This show is definitely more serial uh, serialized. This show is definitely more like like you can't miss an episode. Like every every episode leads into the next one with a cliffhanger, and the end of season one has such a cliffhanger that I was like what <laughs> like it was one of those that i was like i could not believe it and then from that point on i mean i just i think the show is brilliant and and again common theme with me i mean it's, it's with everyone everyone loves shows that have characters that are endearing and that you love and this show has such good characters and such brilliantly written uh stories and characters and i just I, it it is hysterical but in a totally different way than The Office or The Parks and Rec or anything Michael Schur has worked on. I've heard good things about Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. Haven't seen it. Um, it's funny. My my favorite show, that my favorite comedy, I was I, like I go between The Office. I I, I just kind of lump my my uh, my uh, honorable mention in with yours, James. The Office, like it's incredible. I can watch that show over and over. I'm gonna give some love to Parks and Rec on this though. Parks and Rec. This is I'll say this is my favorite just for the sake of this episode. I could go either way, The Office or Parks and Rec, either day, any day. But for me, Parks and Rec is just this perfect. Like uh, Parks and Rec is just this this perfect show where 
um, not only do you love every character that that is in like the Parks and Rec building, but you also just like you grow to love them so much that like they don't even have to say anything. And it's funny, like there are so many things that are just like a look and you're like, I don't know why that was so funny, but it was. And the the show is so good at handling like. I don't know. The show is so good at handling so many characters in such a like seamless way. It just seems like sometimes when you try when a show tries to expand to a lot of characters, sometimes the main characters are kind of hurt by it. But this show, the more that we get of Donna, the more that we get of Tom, the more that we get of Bobby uh, Newport, Bobby Newport's <laughs> never had a real job. <laughs> The more we get of all like purred happily and like, <laughs> I love purred happily. Like Joan Calamezzo <laughs> and the uh Barney the accountant and like all these Just like Pawnee itself. Pawnee as a character is a brilliantly written character. The mural <laughs> everything about it. It's a it's got man, freaking Adam Scott and and uh Rob Lowe come in end of season two and just like add a dimension to the show that like man as soon as they hit the show the show is clicking on all cylinders like oh, yeah. it's just so good the harvest Chris Festival. Traeger might be my favorite character oh, <laughs> literally literally the greatest character stop <laughs> pooping <laughs> flu season the the harvest festival the debate the political the the all of the campaign stuff with bobby newport the end of the world episode <laughs> uh little sebastian little sebastian when ron when ron is running and he just slips and like falls flat <laughs> on the ground yeah. and gets up to gosh dude that is so funny i don't know why it's so funny i know it, it, it just me. is though um yeah it's i think this show uh, this show has endeared itself to me so much that i i can i can quote so much of it um i love i absolutely just it, it's just it's just one of those comedies that just works on every level for me and definitely much like the office i think the first four seasons really two through four are like just perfect television honestly five and six and seven are also great all the way through the show is great seven was great against all odds i know like even things that like shouldn't work like the like the the time jump is such a stupid idea yeah the time jump could have been so dumb and i don't always absolutely love it but in some like there's times where it's like that leslie and ron episode where they're in where they're in like they're locked in the room together until they work out their crap it's hysterical and it's incredible it's like that's an all-timer for yeah. me and i'm a and, season one and season seven defender when it comes to parks and yeah Park. yeah and in season one like i get if you watch season one and you're like eh, this show's okay but whatever but um once you go, once you watch the show and you go back and watch season one, it's, it's a lot better. Like, cause I will say the show, the characters do not find themselves fully until season two. I don't like there, there are significant shifts in the characters as the seasons go on and season one, like Tom is a totally different character. 
um, even Ron is to a degree. Leslie is like they tone down her. They tone her down a little bit, and I think it works really well because she's still super hyper Leslie in all the other seasons, but she is so much in season one. <laughs> um, it kind of felt like they were trying to make her female Michael Scott, and it, it 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 just doesn't quite work. But once she really settled into her own character, and she's one of the best TV characters to me now. Um, ben Wyatt, Chris Traeger. I mean, Jerry, Larry, Gary, Terry, <laughs> uh, Gergich. <laughs> um, man, I just love, I seriously, it's such a great show. So that's, I think that's what I'm going to say is my favorite. I could talk about it for hours, honestly, but I won't do that. Question, question for you, Drew, really quick. Were the, how I met your mother defenders here, lovers. Did you like the finale? You know, I, Honestly, I don't mind it. I don't either. I actually really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hate it. So, and like that was one thing like when I was going into it watching it cuz I didn't watch it like as the show came out. Yeah. Um I was like, really? Man, like people hated it so much, dude. It, it's not bad. Like is it my ideal ending? No. Is it bad? No, I and I feel like it ends a lot better than like some other shows out there. So I was like, I I can't really complain too much. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I I I it's not my favorite finale by any stretch, but it's no. it's it to me everything people complain about. It's one of those things like the Last Jedi, <laughs> like one of those things where people complain about. I'm like, that's why it's good. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the, okay, good. the showrunner's thought process behind it was interesting. Like he wanted to to do something different than just the happy ending, which I I kind of appreciate. Uh, yeah, I, and it's very knew, ballsy. They knew it from the beginning. Those kids, yeah. those kids, all their stuff, like all the kids' stuff, was filmed in the first two years of them filming. They knew from the beginning where this was going. Yeah, which is crazy to think about, but. Like that, I give them so much credit for doing that and sticking to it, sticking their guns, sticking to their guns. Cause it's ballsy. It is what they did, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, switching gears, um, let's, let's, uh, let's drop our favorite dramas or our best drama. Um, so this one's going to be a little tough for me because I'm I'm going to put uh, I'm going to put some I'm going to put two quick honorable mentions um and one of them I don't want it to be an honorable mention but I'm only going to do that because I haven't finished the show yet. Uh so I'm going to start with that one is Breaking Bad. I haven't finished it yet, so I can't with like full confidence, I can't be like, uh, yeah, this is my best drama and I can't put it in like my best TV show ever or whatever. Uh, but I think like absolutely whenever I finish it, it'll be there. Uh, so I'm going to put that as an honorable mention. Uh, and then another honorable mention I'm going to do is a show that only has one season so far, but they're starting the second season now and that's severance. Yeah. (laughs) 
that first season is one of the best I've ever seen in TV. So good, dude. I watched so the entire good. first season in a single day. I did too. Uh, yeah. I did too. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I just, I couldn't get enough of it. I even wrote a review of the entire first season. Uh, so, um, on viral hair, shout out to that. But, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, and I think that show has a lot of potential to be a great one. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, so my best drama, I think I'm going to go with band of brothers which is a limited series. Um, That, that is one of those shows. That's just, it's like perfect to me. Love the way that it starts with the documentaries and like these interviews with veterans from world war two. And then diving right into the thick of it. Uh, And like, it's got a great cast of characters. Um, who you fall in love with and that kind of sucks because you like literally anyone can die in that show. The stakes are so high. Um, and uh, it's, it's so fantastic. And like me being like a history buff, like also just like, it really helps with that kind of show uh, that like, I just love history. I love learning about history, especially like during that era. Um so it's it's one of my all-time favorites uh so i think that's gonna be my my best drama nice fun fact band of brothers it looks like at the very least okay so i know there's an episode of that show called curahy right am i right about that i think i am i think so there's an episode of that show called Curahee, and it's because they're like it's where they train or whatever. Curahee Mountain, where they're where that is supposed to be, and I, I think it might have even filmed there. I can't remember. That is in the town I used to live in, Tacoa, Georgia. It's right outside of uh, Tacoa, Georgia, where I used to live. Curahee Mountain is like the big mountain we had, um, and uh, it is a beautiful mountain. But I remember that show around that time when it was filming, I remember it being like, there's a show filming up on Curry mountain or whatever. I rem- very yeah. vividly remember something about that. No, I could be wrong, but I know for sure. Curry is that mountain for sure. I just don't know if it was nice. filmed there, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. I need to see that. I need to see that show. You do. It's great. Mine is a, is a two way tie. Cause it's all the same to me, which is breaking bad and better call Saul. Uh, really quick really sorry really quick i'm just gonna say mine is also breaking bad and i'm just gonna let james talk about it (laughs) so i remember i i was watching it for some reason i started it and the walking dead around the same time and the walking dead has a great pilot episode and i really enjoy a lot about season one and part of season two but at some point i just fell off and it became harder to watch the further along I got into Breaking Bad. And it's funny because there was another podcast I was listening to as well. And they they created the term the Breaking Bad effect, which is that the more you watch Breaking Bad, the harder it is to enjoy other dramas where there's a, a bar set so high in terms of like writing and performances and just themes and like the just what it's about that 
other shows feel lesser because of it. Um, and it's funny, I, I first, I, I moved up to where I'm at now for college and I was in an apartment by myself because I was going to room with my brother, but he was in uh, the Air National Guard. So he's in boot camp. Well, like whenever I first got there. So I just I, I was like, you know what? Let me just watch Breaking Bad. Uh, I heard great things. I'll, I'll start it. And I have never felt so emotionally invested in a story. In an ongoing story like that in all my life to the point where there's there's like a an arc that Jesse goes through after poor Jesse. Gosh, Jesse goes on one of the most incredible arcs of anything ever. Like one of the most perfectly planned out, brought to completion arcs ever. And then somehow made even just that much more perfect by El Camino, by the way, insanely underrated. And I don't want to say anything about why I think it's so incredible because it's a bit spoilery and I don't, you know, Drew has not finished it. And I'm sure some listeners haven't. But El Camino is this beautiful last little sprinkle on his story. And it's so insanely good to me. Um, But anyways, Jesse goes on this incredible arc, but there's a point in his arc where like he has, he just, he throws a nonstop party because he's trying to fill in this depression. And I started feeling like I was getting secondhand depression. Like I, I've never felt that involved where my mood and my feeling was like so closely tied to the show that I was consuming to where I was like, I gotta, I I think I gotta pause. Like this is truly getting to me. Um, And I think Walter White's arc, like I I think Walter White, what he goes through in the show, the arc he goes on is without any additional caveat or any qualifier it's shakespearean like he is our modern like macbeth he like he as far as just like incredible arc just diving into the human soul and what could make a man do this and be what he's like it's the right it was funny i felt like every time i thought the show was maybe starting to be like, oh, I think it's, I think it's made its first mistake. I think it got the first thing wrong. The writers, Vince Gilligan and Gould, I forget his first name. Um, incredible writers. They always no Gould. <laughs> there, there was a meme. There was a meme I saw where it's like, whenever somebody says that they love Breaking Bad because of Vince Gilligan, it's Michael Scott going, no Gould. No uh, Gould. <laughs> uh, they they constantly proved me that they were way smarter than me every chance they got. Like there was one moment where I'm like, oh, but you just, that was the point of the show. You can't do that because now, and then two, like an episode or two later, I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. So that's the point now. And like that, gosh, this is why I don't write. This is why you write because you're <laughs> incredible. And we get a couple of absolutely phenomenal Ryan Johnson directed episodes. The fly, My boy. the the bottle episode, the fly. People who don't like it are wrong, and they can just shut up because it's incredible. And uh, I didn't like it the first time. The second time I watched it, I was like, okay, I'm an idiot. This is a masterpiece. And then his episode, Ozymandias, is yep. considered by a lot of people. I, I see lists all the time rating this as the 
greatest single episode in TV history. And they are right. This show is nonstop perfection to me. It is so insanely awesome. The last season is not what I would have thought, but it's so perfect. And Walter White's like last, like lengthy conversation with a particular character when he like, he kind of comes clean about a lot of stuff is one of the most exquisite pieces of writing like you could ever imagine. And, and that, okay, that's just breaking bad. Then along comes <laughs> yeah. Better Call Saul. I was so scared wow. about this show. And even Vince Gilligan, there, Vince Gilligan does podcasts where he, he does podcasts over every episode of the show. So if you're ever wanting a great podcast series where like the all the writers and stars and directors are talking about the show episode by episode, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul have those and they are worth it because they are fantastic and you will you will love like Vince Gilligan and crew by the end of it. Um, yeah, okay, so next when I rewatch, I'm going to listen to this as I de- rewatch. Definitely do. Uh, but Vince Gilligan was almost dehyping me before Better Call Saul came out because he was like, you know, we, we wanted to make a show that's a bit more comedic. And I'm like, man, after the perfect high drama of Breaking Bad, do we want to focus, a, like have a comedic show about this, like the funny lawyer, this just doesn't sound right. And then he even said in an interview just before the season debut, he's like, yeah, I'm pretty nervous about this. I just think we had a really great thing with Breaking Bad. And I just, I don't know if you're like, gosh, why did you do this? And then season one ended up blowing me away. It's so good. The drama is so excellent. Uh, Jimmy McGill, as we as we find his real name is Jimmy McGill, uh, is you 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 want to immediately learn more about him. You're like you were such a likable guy. You had all these problems for sure, but you become so invested in him and his relationship with his brother Chuck is one of the most perfectly like well done relationships in TV history. It leads to some of the greatest bits of like back and forth you could ever imagine. There's a, there's like a climactic monologue from Chuck that is like, it was shared everywhere. It, it's like TV history moment. Like, do you remember that? Like you remember when that happened? It's so incredible. And I've come to, and it's also like better call Saul is also a, it's intentionally shot differently. So at one hand, it's preference breaking bad was more kind of like handheld. It's supposed to look a bit grungier and less intentional. Better Call Saul is the most artistically shot show I've ever seen. It, It's camera angles. What they do is so interesting. They're always putting it in places you never would have thought. And all of a sudden it creates like the greatest shot you could imagine for that scene. It's It has some of the most incredible montages ever. Like just weirdly, weirdly awesome montages. It's so thoughtful. It's so, it, it is also ju- genuinely funny. Ray Seahorn as his, as, as a Kim Wexler is an all time great TV character ever. Uh, I love her so much. She's awesome. Um, and now I like my love for these two shows is like so intense that I get so defensive of them. Anytime like somebody starts to like talk about one at the expense of the other, like whenever somebody will be like, yeah, I started better call Saul and it was really good, but I just, 
or I'm sorry, they'll say I started Better Call Saul because Breaking Bad was so good. Like it was okay, but I couldn't get into it. I'm like, what? It is just as good as oh, like I get so I'm like, you are so wrong about this show. But there's also a lot of people now who are like, you know what? I think Better Call Saul actually ended up being a lot better than Breaking Bad. I'm like, are you kidding? Breaking Bad is a perfect 10 out of 10 masterpiece. I'm like, <laughs> the only correct answer is to understand that these are two 10 out of 10 masterpieces and they are like perfection and both lead to like all time, like all time great finales. I cannot like for shows to be this perfect to end as just unbelievably perfect as they do is insane and like i told i told one of our mutual friends ryan this that like when you take breaking bad better call saul and el camino together it is like and you just let you lump tv and film all into one category there's the lord of the rings trilogy and there's the breaking bad universe number two right after that like it is those two shows in that movie together create one of my favorite artistic achievements in any media. Like I, I love that universe, those characters, the writing, it is like, it's incredible. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I, I can't say anything to add to that. Really. I, I was going to choose breaking bad as my favorite drama I've seen as well. I, and I was also going to bring up severance drew. Um, as my like uh, honorable mention and i guess since it's more drama than comedy i suppose i'll bring up also it's not it doesn't really fit into either comedy or either category but poker face is a recent one as well that i want to talk about at least for a second because i think poker face another ryan johnson creation um, yes brilliant show um absolutely love it murder mystery um I, I freaking love that show, but um, uh, dude, Breaking Bad. I, I'm not gonna say a whole lot. I just got. I just want to say that I watched this with my friends, a couple of my friends who had never seen it, and I none of us had seen it, and we didn't know what we were really getting into. Um, and it ended up being to the point where, like, we there was a couple of nights in a row we got together. It was me, my friend Matt, my friend Rachel at the time, um, and we all got together and we watched it. And we would watch like four or five episodes a night, and then we couldn't stop. At some point, we decided – we all kind of felt it, and we were like, I think we got to set a two-episode cap. It's so depressing. <laughs> like We were all it's just so really intense, feeling dude. it. It yeah. is so dark and depressing, and unlike – another show i'm going to talk about in a little bit there's no hope like it's just like it's just all sad and it is just it it and it just gets sadder and like but better <laughs> like but i i do think like jesse and walter pass each other up it's such an interesting yes. thing where jesse starts off like the degenerate drug dealer and he's like the kind of the goody science yeah. teacher mm -hmm. And like they pass each other by at some point in the series, and it's you're right, you're right. Incredible. But even then, with Jesse's story, like the way that he loses his girlfriend, is like it. Oh, Jesse's, absolutely, Jesse's story in the last season is about the hardest to watch yes. ever. It's, it's dude, like so, like even with like the one, like the character that like actually has an upper upward moral trajectory of the show, 
it's absolutely devastating. And so like the, it's just hard. It's a hard show to yeah. really binge, you know? Um, but I did and, it anyways <laughs> and, and suffered for it. We, we had, we set a two episode cap and we decided that we would have a palate cleanser. We would watch an episode or two of avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> um, and it is the perfect palate cleanser because it's wonderful. Um, but this show is incredible. Like you, like you said so well, it, the, the character arc of Walter White and the character arc of Jesse Pinkman are just like, they're just unbelievable and some of the best storytelling i've ever seen i if someone asks me what my favorite show i've ever seen is i'll say what we're gonna talk about here in a minute if someone asked me what the best show is that i've ever seen i'm gonna say breaking bad because this show is literally perfect and i can't i don't like i haven't rewatched it i've only seen it the one time because it's just so hard to watch but it never has left me how incredibly well well told that story is and how like it just sticks with you and like and then of course like you got to bring up Gus Fring Gosh, what's his last name Gus Fring uh, yeah Fring um <laughs> i mean it it just great story uh, great characters all along the way Todd Todd dude <sighs> freaking Todd i Jesse Hold on. What's the actor that plays Jesse Plemons? Jesse. I love him so much in everything he pops up in. And then I forgot. I did not realize until I did like, there's this moment and I realized, Oh my gosh, that's freaking Todd. <laughs> and, then, and then I, it just kind of blew my mind. Yeah. Y'all haven't mentioned the best character though, which is Walt jr. <laughs> <laughs> I love Walt Dude, jr. Dude, he's great. Say. It's bullshit. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that as, as the, like the, like the tension and as, as the tension built you to where like you knew it was, it was building to where Hank was putting the pieces together. And when he finally realizes all time TV moment, dude. Oh yeah. Goosebumps. So good. I, I just, yeah, I just got chills thinking about it. It's just so good. I'm I'm remembering, is it the scene where he's like in the bathroom? He's on the toilet, on the toilet. Yep. And he sees the WW on the book, dude. Oh, I, I, Oh, and that I believe is followed by two, like the best episode ever. That's, that's awesome. Is that Maybe that I, get, dude, I gotta rewatch Mandy's? it. I gotta rewatch it. But man, oh my gosh, it's just so so incredible. I yeah, I don't have much more to say. James covered it, but yeah, Breaking also, Bad. Every every famous line in it is famous for like the "I am the danger" speech is yeah, it's perfect. Say my name. <laughs> he, like it's it's incredible. Also, last thing go read the read the letter that anthony hopkins sent uh brian cranston there is a there's a true story anthony hopkins like took two weeks and binged all five seasons like in a hotel or something and then he sent like either a letter or an email to brian cranston and said i have never been so taken by anything in all my life and it's like in a, a lengthy letter wow. where he's doing nothing but like praising the crew and the cast and he says to brian cranston 
this is the greatest performance I have seen in my entire life. And I want you to know that. Wow. (laughs) Could you imagine like a letter from Anthony Hopkins saying that about you? That is. Oh, wow. He mentioned it and he said it was one of the most incredible things he's ever seen in his life. Also, apparently, um, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston are like really great friends in real life too. Yeah, which makes yeah. Me happy. they tour That's different great. places all the time and meet fans and yep. stuff. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah, so I guess uh, to pivot real quick because Michael had mentioned it a little bit, like favorite and best. We decided to like kind of give a distinction between our favorite and what we think is the best show, and so this one's tough for me. So I think for my favorite, I'm going to pick a show. I'm going to keep it in favorite. I'm not going to put it in my best category because there's still one more season that's going to be coming out uh, next year, I believe. Uh, But this is a show that I watched through two years ago now. Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Um, or when I started it, but uh, it's the show on Hulu called Rami. It's an A24 production. Um, and it was written, directed, and starred by Rami Youssef. Um, and it is about uh, this guy who has two immigrant parents from egypt and then i can't remember the other country i am blanking on the other one off the top of my head um and he grew up in a like a muslim family they live uh i believe is it new york or philadelphia somewhere somewhere up north and basically the show uh rami wrote this show to kind of it's like a very cathartic show for him it's a lot about how he grew up uh, you know, being in an Arabic family and a Muslim family, like during the early 2000s, uh, like, you know, right around when 9-11 happened and everything and how he was treated growing up and everything like that. Um, so it deals a lot with stuff like that. And, uh, and also the central theme is faith. And I have never seen a show like handle faith in such a way before but it's incredible in this show um and in, and the way that he writes it it's very universal so like no matter like where you're at in life or what religion you're a part of uh the the themes of faith in this are like so universal that you can really take a lot away from it even though it's so specific um but the way it's structured the first season is about him kind of not really feeling at place with himself with his faith uh like with his life in general uh he's like kind of going back and forth and like he's wanting to live like you know like this secular kind of lifestyle of like partying and having sex all the time this that and the other right and then the other side of him is like uh well you know i really need to like you know like do better at at like my faith and stuff. Uh, And so he has this internal conflict and just the way that it's written is beautiful. And then the second season, it's about him going all in on religion, going all in on faith. And then 
something kind of happens at the end of the second season and the third season is him completely as far away from his faith as he possibly can be um and so like each each uh season is is almost like a a different season of faith uh and it's just done in such an interesting way i've never seen anything like it on tv before um and it is a super heartfelt show and it'll get you crying and it'll have you smiling and it'll have you laughing it's got like everything that you could possibly want in it um so that's probably like it's got to be my favorite show right now like i just i think about it all the time and it's one of those shows that is like a really affected me on like a deep and personal level um and if it if it if the final season ends up turning out how i hope and think it will uh then it might might become one of my my best of shows for sure um so yeah definitely check that one out it's on hulu it's great I've very, heard it's fantastic. It is. It's a very low-key show. Not a lot of people talk about it, but I wish more people did. Um, and then for my best show, again, if I had finished Breaking Bad, I would put this in here. Um, but I'm, I'm going to wait until I finish Breaking Bad to do that. But I think even even still that like it would have some competition with this show for me, but I think my best show is game of Thrones, even though the final season, you know, there's, it doesn't end perfectly. There's problems with its final season. Uh, but that show is just unlike anything that I've seen on TV. It is so grand and expansive and the characters are incredible. And it was probably, I mean, like before then I had watched shows where I like I kept up with week by week, like stuff like The Flash and uh, Arrow and stuff like that. And there's like other shows where and like those first few seasons were kind of bangers. I'm not going to lie. But Game of Thrones was one of those shows where I like I didn't get into it until I think around season five. So it was like halfway through the show. Um, And or like about halfway through and uh but once i started getting into it uh it like i'd never been that invested in a show week by week waiting for the new season to come out and all that stuff um the first few seasons are just like top tier television uh that only rivals like break stuff like breaking bad um and there's a lot of great stuff in the later seasons too i i like season six and seven more than a lot of other people uh season six also has this one episode called battle of the bastards which is like the most insane fight sequence like battle sequence i've ever seen in a tv show it's freaking massive um and the stuff that they do in it the way it's shot how many people there are it's it's unreal um and so yeah uh, there's so much i love about it the score is great characters are great it's got a great story i just wish it ended a little bit better but even still like there's there's a lot of things in the ending of the show that i actually really loved and it takes certain characters and leaves them off in a direction that i actually really liked uh where others not so much but it's it's one of the best to me so 
I never did watch it. I didn't either. I kind of want to, though. The season eight reaction made me not want to as much, but I still kind of feel like maybe I will. Yeah. Like, that's one thing that's a really interesting thing in television discussion. It's like, does the if the finale doesn't end right, doesn't end well, does it ruin the journey? And I think if you love a TV show enough, I don't think it ruins the the journey. Like, yeah. for me, the show that I'm going to talk about in a minute is it it ends on some what something I that say you I go defend. There. What? Lay it out there. All right, I'll, I'll lay it out there. So, if, like for me, my favorite show of all time is Lost, um, and I'll go into why. But like that show ends on a, a finale. Where, like, for me, I defend it to this day uh, because it's it's widely misunderstood, but it's also not perfect. It's it probably is not what I would have written as the finale, um, but it does come back to the. It's all about the characters with this show. It's not about. Yes, it's got great mythology. Yes, it's got like mystery, but at the end of the day, from day one, this show has always been about the characters and 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 their relationships with each other. And that's what the finale emphasizes. And that's why I will stand by it. But I don't love the finale as much as I wish, like as much I want to say like lost is the best finale of all time. I can't say that it's not even close. It, it does not even come close to ruining any bit of the journey getting to it. Like I, even if I hated the finale of lost, I think I would still love the whole show so much that it'd still be my favorite show. Like, I can't imagine that actually ruining it. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I think that's something in TV that that's an interesting discussion to be had. Like, does it ruin, like, does it ruin the whole show? I don't think it does. If you love the show enough, I don't think it can ruin it, but it does sour it a bit. I get that. Um, but yeah, so, okay. I'll just talk about it since I'm talking about it now. Let me tell you a story about, uh, 19 year old Michael <laughs> um, trying to get his feet on the ground in college and um, you know, staying up late, procrastinating, eating ramen noodles. Uh, President Obama was just uh, voted into office. Um, and uh, I remember these two shows com- came out around the same time, but I also remember that I didn't get into either one of them immediately. But at some point, I just heard so much about both of them that I decided to try both. So I watched the pilot of a show called Heroes. And I thought the pilot was really great. I really liked it. Um, so Same. I was like, what okay, a time well, capsule. yeah, I know. This is so, this is so like, this is 2000. I watched these in 2008, but the, these, I think these shows both started in 04, if I'm not mistaken. But um, then. I was like, okay, that was really good. Okay, what's this Lost about? I keep hearing, like, I keep hearing about Lost, and it's in season. I think it's in season four now. But let's check this out. What what is Lost all about? I watched that pilot episode, and I was like, what was the other show I watched? Who cares? I'm watching Lost. <laughs> so literally, never picked up Heroes again. <laughs> From what I hear, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pilot of Lost was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. I just watched it on my little laptop computer screen. Like, doesn't matter. 
I bought it on iTunes. Like I bought the season one on iTunes when you did things like that (laughs) (laughs) because I could not wait until the next one to come in the mail, man, this is such a time castle. The net, I had it coming in on Netflix. so I couldn't wait. Um, Ultimately I ended up catching up on abc.com. They posted in the early days of streaming, they posted all the episodes that had come out prior to the episode they were on, I ended up binging and catching up on Lost um, in season when it was in season four to the point where I got to watch the finale live of season four. Holy crap. <laughs> the finale of season four is incredible. But um, uh, my grade suffered greatly for it. I'm not going to lie. Like for real, it literally <laughs> caused my grades to suffer. Um, I... Uh, Lost is one of those shows. It is a formative show. It is the formative show for me. I have never watched anything in my life that has formed my opinion of what television could be more than Lost has. It was the beginning of like messenger boards and like theorizing and like all this stuff. It was like nothing before it it came out right when that was a thing and then lost took it to another level that it had never been before um you know actual like podcasts started coming out around you know around then like early days of podcasting when it was like like (laughs) i don't know like when podcasting was in its infancy like this was something that people just had to discuss it was the ultimate water cooler show it was Game of Thrones before – I think Game of Thrones kind of took that idea to the next level. From, I mean I didn't even watch Game of Thrones, and I know what the Red Wedding is. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know what that means, but I know what it is. <laughs> you know, I know <laughs> – I've heard about it. How is that possible? It's because it, it just permeated the zeitgeist like nothing else ever. Lost was that before Game of Thrones. It was like, like the, the, the mysteries, the mythology – but also the characters like you, the way that it used flashbacks, it, this is something that a lot of stuff since lost has done, but lost really was, I don't know if it was the first thing to use flashbacks, but boy, did it use flashbacks effectively in telling the story of how these characters, why they are the way that they are. Every character is flawed. Every character has some serious major issues and every character to me, like, there's better characters than others, but like there are some characters on this show that are just like you're gonna find at least one character on this show to love. Um, and for me, there's multiple. Uh, Terry O'Quinn is John Locke, unreal. Uh, I cannot like his his performance. That character, Michael Emerson, is Benjamin Linus. Um, I think Jack gets a lot of hate, but man, he's such a good character. And I think the finale actually brings it all around even more for him. Um, son and, uh, son and Jin, they're, they're like one of my favorite TV couples of all time. Um, freaking Sawyer, Hurley, Sawyer, uh, Saeed dude. Saeed Mm -hmm. is such a good character. Um, and then like, Desmond, Charlie, Juliet, Echo, dude, Echo, Ugh, rest in peace, gone too soon. <laughs> like, um, and then even Michael, man, Michael is a hated character, but man, he 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 was like, 
like the earlier on in the show when he was just this dad that had no relationship with his son and like suddenly he has to like it's thrust upon him there's no choice he has he he now has to be his father and it is an incredible story i think he i man he kind of he gets a lot of hate for later some for good reason what (laughs) um but i i just i love and then super mysterious characters like jacob and richard um richard alpert there's a drew you gotta finish season six man i know there's an episode you haven't gotten to yet it goes into richard's backstory and it is cinema (laughs) it's it is incredible um man and i mean there's a bunch of other characters i haven't even named like but I love this show. I think it's incredible. I think that it it's not perfect. Did they write themselves into a hole at certain points? Yes. Certain things happen like um Mal- Malcolm David Kelly, the guy that plays Walt, he grew too much. Like he grew so so quickly between seasons. They literally just had to abandon kind of his storyline like it wasn't gonna work the way that they planned because he was supposed to have quite like a special role in the show and uh and end up not really he just grew too quickly it just didn't work (laughs) and so um like stuff like that happens like in all television shows and you adapt right so um but man i just think from beginning to end it's not a perfect show but it is my favorite show and it is honestly on so many levels it is some of the best television I've ever seen. Some of like the constant is the best episode of television I've ever seen. And Michael Giacchino's score for lost is still to this day, his best work. I don't think he's done anything to top it yet. And um, I mean, he's done some really good stuff. I mean, he's even like won an Oscar, <laughs> but lost is still his best work, particularly that season one score. There's, there's nothing better, man. It's just so incredible. Um, I could go on and on. It's incredible. Uh, I lost. It's my favorite. I gotta give it to up, but lost is very close. Up is incredible as well, but I don't, there's something about man lost. It is so, the, it where is the scene where they're leaving on the on the where they're leaving the island in season one on the raft. Yeah, I think both of you are wrong. <sighs> What is his best? It's Tell the Incredibles. Incredibles. That is the truly incredible album. All score the Planet of the Apes. The Planet of the Apes stuff is really good. True, true. Star Trek is so Star good. Trek is really good. <sighs> true. He's really he's really good, man. <laughs> Fringe. All right. Oh yeah, Fringe. That's right, my man. Um, uh, he does. Uh, someone takes over for him at a certain yeah. point, but, but that opening theme is the best, anyways. It. Uh, Okay, okay, but that was written by JJ, oddly enough. <laughs> oh, whoa. Good on yep. you, JJ, because that yep. opening is a JJ bummer. wrote the opening credits of Fringe. It's crazy to think about, but he did. Yep. But no, Michael Giacchino did season one at, at least, and he kind of laid the groundwork. But a guy named Chris Tilton took over for him, and I think he's like an understudy kind of of Michael Giacchino. But yeah, he – I mean, and he, he took over, and he did some good stuff, man. But – um, but yeah, Michael Giacchino is the man. James, did you do, did you do your favorite? 
You kind of did the best and favorite in favorite, one. Favorite, like. best, <laughs> drama, everything is all wrapped up in those two shows yeah. for me. I've, uh, yeah. I've said my piece. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I've wrestled with that argument with myself for so long. Like, okay, if it's the best, is if it's the best, is it not my favorite? But there's there's something with especially with tv shows i don't know why but like for me with 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 lost i can't call it the best because it's certainly not flawless um and i feel like there are things that are like breaking bad is basically flawless but i but i can't call that my favorite because i never really want to rewatch breaking bad it's not (laughs) it's so hard (laughs) um (laughs) But so it's like there has to be a certain level of that to be my favorite to me. So it's kind of tough. But I did land on like I do. I do think I need to separate it at least for TV. I I think I need to separate them. But yeah, I'm sorry, Curry. I know. I know. (laughs) Piss off, Curry. (laughs) I already pissed him off with my interstellar stuff. (laughs) That makes total sense, by the way. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> this this was this was a good time. You know, it it made me realize, I think doing this episode made me realize that like there's a lot of great TV shows out there and there's a lot of great ones that I've seen. And like there's a I lot just, of great ones I have I've not seen. The list of yeah. great The Wire, The Sopranos, yep, yes. Mad yep, Men, yes. Boardwalk Empire, Peaky yes. Blinders. Like it's just it's a it's such an insane list. And I didn't even Succession. mention, we talked about all these great comedies, and I didn't even mention Ted Lasso. And it absolutely is. Oh, yes, Ted Lasso. One of the best oh. comedies <laughs> ever. I, gotta, I, I need gotta to finish season out. three, though. I'm, I'm about to really have to head out because I'm about to fall asleep in my chair. But before <laughs> I do, I got a shout out. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Because yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How did we not mention that? Is Every time I always like every episode of that, I'm like, I feel like I need a shower because these are some of the most deplorable people in the yes. entire <laughs> world. Like, it's not just, oh, they're, it's, it, they're so bad. It's fun. It's like, these are just scum, really. Like, they're <laughs> awful people. But gosh, it makes like some of the funniest episodes of TV I have ever seen. In my entire life, it is. Damon. Ah. Yeah. If you, I've only seen a couple episodes. That, but I, I, I feel like I did like it. If you have the stomach for it, it is pretty unbelievably funny to me. It is. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you guys soon. Uh, Oh, and yeah, real quick, before it's too late. (laughs) Uh, you should totally join in the discussions on our group, Banter Fodder, a film and television discussion group on Facebook because uh, we're having a lot of fun discussions in there. And we just finished going through polls of top 10s for the 2010s. And now we're doing top 10 of the 2010s in general of like all of the top 10s that made it through. Um, so that'll be a really, that'll be a really interesting one. Cause there's a lot of great ones that, that were on there. And I had to omit from voting for a few, uh, because of my Denny Villeneuve, uh, bias. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I voted for like four of his films. Um, but yeah, uh, 
definitely hop in the discussions there. Uh, if you guys haven't seen, uh, we started a spinoff show. Uh, James and I started one. Uh, it's called Live Long and Banter. It's a Star Trek uh, podcast, bite-sized episodes, about 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, right now, we're starting off, we're just going to be going through the original series episode by episode. Uh, but definitely follow that if you're a fan of Star Trek. And if you're not, hey, join us uh, in our journey. Watch along with us. Uh, we'll be like, Become you know, fans with us. Yeah, become fans with us. That's, that's a part of the journey. Uh, the real Star Trek is the friends we made along the way <laughs> which is actually true to the show yeah dude. we'll fall in love with the crew trust me you know we we go where no man has gone before um Good but yeah i've never heard it before <laughs> but yeah we we recorded our first episode for that which will be up soon and that was super fun um so yeah we'll see you guys next time <laughs>